We're in a series called Prayer. And I want to start with this question. What, what are the last five things, hopefully you prayed this week, right? What are the last five things you prayed for? Why don't you think about it? What are the last things you prayed for? Maybe you prayed this morning. Maybe you prayed last night. What are the five things you prayed for? What, what, what were the things that you asked God for? And I want to just sort of start with that because we're going to mull on that. Uh, prayer is defined as communication and communion with God. And Jesus gives us a model of prayer that we know as the Lord's Prayer. And today, as we continue our series in that, we get to Matthew 6, verse 11, and it reads this, Give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. And we're going to, it's a short verse, but we're going to break down this prayer. Remember, it's a prayer. This is how we're meant to pray. And we're going to break it into four parts. And we're actually going to work backwards uh, from the verse. So let's start with the first. And we start with bread. Now, to us, in our context, bread doesn't mean much. Bread means a nice loaf of sourdough for 10 bucks. Bread means a loaf of, um, you know, tip-top from Woolworths. You know, bread means it's something toasted with cheese, ham and tomato in the middle of it. Bread doesn't mean much because if we're honest, um, you know, we're wealthy. We live in a country of wealth. But you have to read this verse in the context of when it was given, right? Not just in your contexts. A prayer of a widow that has no income is completely reliant on God. Give us today our daily bread. A man who needs to feed his children but has lost his job. Give us today our daily bread. A family stuck in war with no power or supplies. Give us today our daily bread. It just rings different. Now, bread is the symbol for our needs. Of course, for many people in this world, their need is bread. Their need is food. And sometimes we think, oh, overseas, third world countries, countries in war. But it's not even. It's actually, there's people down the road that need bread. There's people that live on your street that need bread. That's why we give and support uh, ministries like Parish Pantry. So simple. But the reality is, not just Parish Pantry, but all these organizations that are supporting, even in Sydney, they are telling us that because of the cost of living, life is tough. More people are turning up to get help than ever before. So we don't have to think overseas. There are people that need basic needs like food. But also in society, there are many other deep needs that aren't just physical, but are spiritual, mental, social, 
psychological. Uh, for those that don't know, I'm actually quite educated. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> I, I think I have the most degrees in this room, right? It's a little bit silly how many degrees I have, but you should see my hex debt. It's amazing, right? One of the degrees I have is I have a psychology degree. Right, I know, right? People are like, oh, impressive. One of the things that I learned in psychology was I learned about a guy called Maslow, and he came up with what he calls his hierarchy of needs, and that's the image that you see. Maslow was a psychologist, and he found that every need in our society can be categorized within these five types. Firstly, our physiological needs, right? Our needs for water, food, warmth, rest. This is our physical needs, right? Secondly, we have our safety needs, a need to be secure, a need to feel safe, whether it be home, whether it be at work, whether it be out in the street. Thirdly, we have our love and belonging needs, and these are our relational needs. We, need, we, we all have relational needs, whether it be romantic, whether it be friendship, whether it be companionship. Fourthly, we have our esteem needs. We have a need for respect, self-esteem, status, recognition, strength, and freedom. And finally, the tip is actually called self-actualization, and it's a need to achieve, a need to fulfill one's potential, the gifts and skills and talents that you have to actually be able to live in that space. Now, not many people get to that. Right? Most people are stuck within physiological safety and they might even get to love. Basic, basic needs, psychological needs and self-fulfillment needs. But there's one need on this graph that, that, that is not mentioned, and that's actually our spiritual need. See, one of the realities that is hard for us to understand, but is actually one of the, our greatest realities, is that we are spiritual beings. The five senses, right, that we live in, the physical realm, right, if all five of those senses are fulfilled, it doesn't actually mean you feel fulfilled. Because there is more. Why? Because we're spiritual beings. Right? And I know sometimes when we start talking about spiritual things, people go, oh, this is one of those funny, you know, like happy clappy churches. And, you know, like, oh, so charismatic. And, you know, you know, it's not like that. Right? I think we need to demystify the idea of spiritual. Right? Spiritual is just something that can't be explained in a physical. You know the idea of a gut feel? That's actually spiritual. You know, like sometimes you have, you know, an urge, like sometimes you have this gut feel, this, this, this weird idea or, or, you know, like how do you explain that in the physical? How do you explain that using your five senses? And you can't. Why? Because the reality is we actually live within a greater spiritual realm. And the issue with the spiritual need that we have is that it cannot be fulfilled in the physical world we live in. And that's what we see. That's what we see in our world, 
right? We see in our world people trying to fulfill a spiritual need with physical things. That's literally trying to put a circle peg into a square hole. It does not work. But there is this emptiness in every single one of us. There is, you know, when we talk with the kids, it's like we have a hole in our heart that is a God-shaped hole. And you can't fill it with anything in this world, but you can only fill it when you come to God. Scripture speaks of this. Psalm 121, verse 1 and 2. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Hebrews 4.16, let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Where are you going to find mercy and grace in this world? Psalm 107 verse 9, for he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. What can we fill our soul with in this world? And the reality is we can't. Yes, we have our physical needs, our basic needs. We have our psychological needs and our self-fulfillment needs. But we also have our spiritual needs. So when we talk about bread, that's what we're talking about. It's our need. Let's move backward. Number two, it's this word daily. Give us this day. Or some translators give us today our daily bread. It's not just bread, but it's daily bread. So it's not just our needs that we're praying for, but it's our needs for today. Our, our constant need. That's what we're praying for. One of the amazing things about God is that He really knows what is on our heart right here and right now. And His provision is not just something whenever he has time or whenever he has margin or whenever he has leftovers. But when we pray for our current need, our need for today, God attends those exact needs. You know, for some of you, when you walked into the church today or when you turned on your live stream, for some of you, you're dealing with a physical need. Maybe you're sick. Maybe you're recovering from illness. Maybe you're tired. When we pray this prayer, we're praying that God would provide for your current need. For some of you, you've turned up with a social need, struggling with brokenness in a relationship or struggling with loneliness. What we're praying is that God would attend this current need, your need today. And here's the beauty. God can meet your need today. God can meet your need because God knows you and he loves you. Do you know for you to actually know someone's need, you actually have to be quite close to them? Right? It's this idea of proximity. Right? I don't know every one of your needs. Right? But those that are, you know, that, that like my kids, my wife, I know what their current need is because 
my proximity, my distance with them is close. But that's where God is. He's close. He's actually closer than even what you probably think. That's where God is. And that's why we can pray for our daily bread. Our bread for today because God knows where you are today. Lamentations 3, 22 to 23. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. We pray for our daily bread and we pray for it today. Number three, Jesus uses the words us and our in the verse. He uses plural. And this is important for us because Jesus could have easily said, this is how you should pray. God, give me what I need today. But he actually says, give us our daily bread. This is to address our communal need. It's a reminder that we do not live, we do not exist in isolation. Most of the time, whenever you have a need, right? Think about this. The, it's usually someone around you probably has the same need. If you're hungry, Right? If you're really, if that's your need, right, then most likely the community that you're a part of is probably hungry too. If you're sick, then there's usually sick people around you as well. This prayer reminds us that when we pray, we don't just pray for ourselves, but we have an opportunity to pray for others. And by doing so, it allows compassion. And love to grow for others and their needs too. Matthew 14, it reads, When Jesus heard about what happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a crowd, a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. It's like this beautiful idea where Jesus sees this massive crowd following him. And not just individually, but as a collective, as a community, he feels compassion. And it starts to attend their needs. And it says to heal their sick. If you keep reading the story, it's the story where Jesus feeds 5,000 plus with fish and bread. It's a reminder that our daily, our daily bread is not just for me, but there is everyone else around us that, that has that need as well. And finally, we get to the beginning of the verse, and it's the word give. The Greek word, uh, the New Testament's written in Greek. The word give is actually the word dos, which means to give, to grant, to hand over. What we see is when we pray, what we're asking God is to give. 
But that means that we are in a position to receive. Did you know that if you don't need to receive, you don't need to pray? If you are the giver of yourself, if you can provide for yourself, why do we need to pray? Right? If you can work out your own daily bread, then you have no reason to pray. But it's because we can't. It's because we can't, and that's the crux. It's because we cannot fulfill our needs, whether they be physical, spiritual, psychological. We cannot. We put ourselves in a position to receive. And so when we pray, we ask, give. Give us today. It's a reminder that our good God, our Heavenly Father, He's a generous and good giver. James 1, 1, 17, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Matthew 7, 11, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? That's the, we, we ask. Give us this day our daily bread. There's a story in Exodus 16 in the Old Testament where the people of God, who used to be slaves in Egypt, God rescues them out through Moses, and they're wandering through the desert going towards the promised land. Now, Moses leads them out, and, you know, they used to be slaves, and you would think that once they were saved out of slavery, that they would be so pleased and so happy, and yet they're wandering in the desert, and the people of God start to grumble and complain about their situation because they are hungry. And so God responds to them, and we read this in Exodus 16, verse 4 and 5. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are going to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. So God hears this grumble and says, you know what? I'm going to provide for you, what? Your daily bread. And literally, it was daily bread. God will send down this bread. And what? What God sent was this thing called manna. Now, in the dictionary, and there's a photo of what we think manna looked like. It's a great photo. It looks like cotton. It looks, if, if you get a bad photo, it looks like dust on the floor. Sometimes people say it looks like the morning dew. Sometimes it's like morning snow, Right? So every morning, the people of God would wake up and this would be scattered on the fields. And you would go and you would gather it. You would pick it. You would pick it. You would bring it in. You would grind it and you would make it into a, a loaf of bread and you would bake it and that would be your bread. That would be your food for the day. If you actually look up the word manna in the dictionary, this is what it's, this is what it's defined as. Food miraculously supplied to the Israelites in their journey through the wilderness. Food miraculously supplied. This bread that God provided 
was the perfect amount. Because it's funny, because some Israelites got greedy and they would prepare more, they would hog more, they would, you know, like, well, you know, like, I'll get more than today's bread. And what would happen is, whatever that they didn't eat that day, the next day it would rot. Right, and then the reason why on 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 the sixth day you you got two days worth of bread is because on the Sabbath you weren't meant to work, you weren't meant to go and gather, so you meant to get two days worth, and you would bake two days, and God would let it run for two days. Talk about daily provision. I wonder when we pray this prayer. I wonder what we I wonder if we really know what we need for today. Not what we want. We can all rattle a list of what we want. It's simple, right? I want the 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 I want, you know, a new car. I want a new job. I want to, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you want, right? You know, Spice Girls will tell you what you want, you know. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want, right? Like, right? That's now, if you actually know what that song is, you're my generation, right? Some of the younger ones are like, who are the Spice Girls? <laughs> yeah. I wonder if, if I were to ask you, not what do you want, but if I was to ask you, what do you need? What do you need today? Would you know the answer to that? Because I think that's the issue. I think that's one of the issues when we pray this prayer. Give us today our daily bread and we have no idea what that even is. We don't even know what we need. We know what we want. But do we really know what we need? But once again, the beauty of God is this. Even though you don't know what you need, He does. He knows it better than you. You might think you need X, Y, Z, and God's like, well, no, actually, I think... I think you need A, B, and C. God knows exactly what you need, and he knows exactly when you need it, because his timing is perfect. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good, right? It's just, that's who God is. He knows our needs, and in his Faithfulness. In his faithfulness, he continues to provide. Can I tell you, you are not sitting in this room, you are not tuning online, you have not gotten this far in life because God gave you exactly what you wanted. But you're here because God gave you exactly what you needed, starting from air, food, family. Through the daily bread that God has given us every day that we have been alive, we are here today. God has provided for you things that you didn't even think, 
things that didn't even cross your mind. His goodness, His grace. And you have to remember that. His provision has been consistent, it has been personal, and it has been perfect. And so when we pray, God, give us this day our daily bread. Know that his provision will be consistent, it will be personal, and it will be perfect for each and every one of you. Friends, as we pray to God and make our requests for our daily bread, know that whatever need you have, our good Father is ready to listen and respond. Remember that God knows us better than we think. God knows us better than we know ourselves. And whatever God gives to us, it is our, it is our job to trust and believe that that is exactly what you need for today. But I go back to where we started. For many of us, even at this point, it's a physical need. It's a psychological need. It's a social need. But our greatest need is not physical, mental or psychological, but is a spiritual need. And it cannot be solved by this world. And then we read John 16, 35. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Friends, could it be that this morning when we pray, give us today our daily bread, that the most important bread that we could receive is Jesus himself, the bread of life. And there's nothing wrong with praying for our needs. No, we need to pray for our needs. We need to lift them up. As long as you know that our greatest need is a spiritual need. That God provided his one and only son Jesus to die on the cross for our sin. For the forgiveness of our sin. Was buried and then on the third day rose again defeating death. And providing us eternal life. What in this world can provide that for us? Who in this world can provide that for us? No one. So maybe there's a part of it that's like, you know, we read this verse, Lord, give us this day our daily bread, and we think about our needs, and we think about, you know, what's happening the rest of today and what's happening the rest of the week, what's happening around us, what's happening with the people around us. And that's nothing wrong with that. But I'm asking, what happens in the spiritual world? Because we need to be asking the same prayer. Jesus, being the bread of life, when we pray, Lord, give us today our daily bread, what we're asking is, Jesus, give us yourself again today. Give us yourself again today because that is what is our greatest need. So this morning we pray these words, give us today our daily bread and we read in Philippians 4, 19 to 20, And my God will fully supply your every need according to his glorious riches in the Messiah Jesus. Glory belongs to our God and Father forever and ever. Amen. It's not just when we pray, but it's believing that our God is good and that he will meet our every need.
So, there's two questions. One, have you asked God to fulfill your spiritual need? A need for a saviour. A need that can only be filled through Jesus. And then secondly, what are the needs in your physical realm that you need to ask for? Give us today our daily bread. I've been praying this prayer all week for myself, for my family, for our community. And I know this prayer means, it's, it's going to mean different things to different people. There is, it is such a deep prayer. And if, you, if you're not a Christian and, and, and you've never prayed before, the Lord's Prayer is the, the most perfect place to start. But how wonderful it is to know that our God loves us so much that we're able to go to him and make this our request. So, I think we should pray. And we should pray these words. Give us today our daily bread. Let's pray.